What's going on? It is a interesting episode we have here this time. Uh, so this began as a small recommendation on the front of the She-Hulk episode uh, that I did with Jack a while back, and it spawned a whole discussion about about action movies and a bunch of other things. So I decided to kind of squeeze it off and make it its own episode. So uh, this is a 2002 Presents episode uh, where Jack and I break down and essentially talk about the Born Identity. Enjoy. things like I'm watching all these 2002 movies I like to do these 20 year retrospectives mm-hmm. um, and I wasn't going to do one of these on the front end but like I'll do like a quick recommendation for some of this stuff just because I don't have a lot to usually don't have a lot to say but because you're on I thought you might find this this rewatch interesting so I recently rewatched The Born Identity um, which oh, yeah. which came I out saw your post about that yeah it came, the coffee. The coffee cup. yeah <laughs> that was freaky that is wild. Yeah, they're on. And he's like, "How do you? How long until Born comes in?" And he's like, "Could be forty-eight hours." Now he sips that coffee. I was like, "Ooh!" I spit it. I almost spit it all over my iPad. What uh? What's that actor's name in that scene? Chris Cooper. Chris Cooper. Mm-hmm. He was in like he was in a lot of those like spy movies. Yeah. Around that time. Yeah. Um, Breach. Breach. Yeah. And yes. what's the, what's the other? Actor's name in that the other main lead actor Ryan Phillippe, yes, yeah, Reese uh, Witherspoon's uh, ex husband. And what was the movie they made together where he dies at the end and uh, like his stepsister's trying to get him to like sleep with Reese Witherspoon and all? She the stepsister has the rosary that has cocaine in it and stuff. Oh, st- oh, oh. <laughs> you know what I'm uh, talking about? With Ryan Philippe. Is that Cruel Intentions? Cruel Intentions. That's yeah, it. Was Sarah yeah. Michelle Geller. That was Sarah, Mas- Sarah. Was that Sarah Michelle Geller? Yeah. It was his yeah, stepsister. Yeah. And Reese yeah. Witherspoon was the like the good girl in it that he's yeah. trying to like corrupt. Deflowered. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Cruel yeah, Intentions yeah. was 1999. But yeah, yeah, Sarah Michelle Geller. That's a good breach, is a good movie. Um, yeah, I hadn't seen, I remember when all this was, see, 2007, um, so I, I, I met Chris Cooper in 2007 and it, it, at oh, the film it's festival. At the film it's, festival, yeah. Yeah, yeah, he was, he's the first, uh, he's the first famous person I ever met was, was him. Um, and he's, cool. he's got that mean face. Nice guy, but he's, he's got yeah, that mean yeah. face. So, yeah, he, and you're right, he does. He plays like a good bad guy. Uh, he's and, great. And he played, he plays like a good like company man, like yes. bureaucrat type dude. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but yeah, and, uh, b- b- grizzled bureaucrat. He was um the first time I ever saw him was in a movie called October Sky, um with oh, yeah. with, with Jake uh, Gyllenhaal. Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah, about how they they fix Warner von Braun's rockets. Yeah, basically kids from West Virginia. Yeah, the cold that's the cold a, kids. Yeah, that's a really good movie too. Yeah, the son who inspired by the launch of Sputnik one. 
1957 to take up rocketry against his father's wishes and eventually become a NASA engineer. I believe this was like, that was Jake Gyllenhaal's like second like big role or something, I think. I remember watching that movie with my dad. No, you know what? This was before Donnie Darko. Sorry, this was 99. Yeah, this is 1999. Same year as Cruel Intentions. Chris Cooper's doing October Sky. And then, yeah, Jake Gyllenhaal he was born in 1980, so he was yeah he was still in his his teens at this time. And then by the time, nice yeah, then by the time Donnie Darko came around, because that was I remember reviewing that because it was in 2011. I talked about it last year, um, so that was two years later. Donnie Darko, interesting, Crazy. yeah. Um, so well, anyway, the, he's the, playing a great company man, straight man, you know, yeah, yeah, very kind of accepting of his lot in life, and right, this is this is my life, and I'm just gonna deal with it yep uh that's what he was thinking when he met me and i asked for a picture he was like okay well this that's is my right. lot in life and i'll just have to accept like, this oh, you're gonna drive in the coal mines like the rest of us. <laughs> shave that beard you dirty hippie <laughs> no um you want to you make it in this man's industry there's the casting couch he has the skills you stop right there of a dangerous man I need to know what went wrong. I think he snapped. But he has no memory. We don't take care of this. We will both burn. He's trained. Conditioned. Built to disappear. I'll give you $10,000 to drive me to Paris. I get the money and I don't get hurt. That's the deal. Now, the government's top agent. I can't remember anything that happened before two weeks ago. Yes. Is about to become their number one target. What's in Paris? It's a name. Jason Bourne. Let's see if the Paris police can find him for us. And the only way he can survive. Talk a lot. Is to find out who he is. I guess you're not home. Monsieur Bourne. I don't recognize any of this. I don't recognize any of this. Before they find out. Get the address. I think I got it. Enhance where he is. Get everybody up. I want them all activated. Do it now! What is it? Something wrong? We can't stay here. It's not safe. He's out of control. It's very clear what needs to happen. Based on the international bestseller. I don't want to know who I am anymore. From Universal Pictures. You got to get as far away from me as you can. What are you going to do? Danger. I have everything they put inside me. Is everything I ever learned. All of it. Born. I'm going to make it stop. The Born Identity. I, so I, I got it. I reactivated HBO Max and for like the quarter or whatever. And uh, I... So I queued up, I had a big list of stuff from 2002 and I was like, okay, I'm going to kind of go towards what I gravitate to. And there was the born identity and it still holds up really, really well. I don't know when the last time you saw it was. It's been Um, a hot minute. Yeah. And it had for me as well, but like, especially one of the cool things about kind of going through all these movies again is, is, uh, just remembering life at the time that I saw them. Sure. Yeah. Um, you know, cause at this point we were 13, 14. And, uh, so, but what I remember now, of course, 
20 years on from this movie is like this movie really, we were talking about Casino Royale earlier. We were talking about how action movies in general just kind of are executed with whatever is popular at the time. And so with the case sure. of like the Bond movies in, in, in that episode, we were talking about how like, you know, through the history of those films, you can kind of see like what the trends were in action filmmaking at the time. And Casino Royale was very much inspired by the Bourne identity. This was only four years prior. And really, if you look at the whole genre, this movie kind of changed what the audience expectation was for action and and violence and and fighting. It was no longer like it was a, it, it kind of got away from like the more stylized stuff to like, OK, like, let's 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 integrate so a little bit more believable forms of martial arts or improvised close quarters combat. Like he's, he's, he's stabbing a guy with a pen, and you know, it was, well, yeah, I mean, in from I did, obviously I didn't have the same experiences in when we were 12 and 14 or whatever that I do now. But yeah. like, I mean, that's like, you, yeah, they, they, I think they very deliberately chose to do, fight scenes that were two people literally fine fighting each other so that they wouldn't die. Yeah. Like they go into it and they're like, you know, okay, this is, this is a fight where one of us is going to die. Mm-hmm. And so that if you use that motivation, as opposed to, you know, oh, I'm going to punch this guy and he's just going to get knocked out or whatever. Yeah. It, he's going to fly becomes, through a, the plate glass or something. It's not yeah, staged yeah, for not, visuals. It's staged. The, Exactly. We're not worried about the visuals. It makes that fight scene so more visceral and real. And I think it shocked a lot of people at first. Yeah. But of course now you have like, you have probably the most exciting marrying of stylization and what feels like realism to an extent are like the raid films or the John wick films where like they feel, they feel real, but then there's obviously elements that are completely unrealistic <laughs> yeah I'll, in the case of john I, wick <laughs> well i'll say I, john wick to me the all of the fights and the shooting stuff all feels very like deliberate mm-hmm. and like scripted and i don't think yeah. i don't think it, like um like it feels it, realistic it, in the way that it would look like this if this happened but this would no, never happen not, <laughs> Not even that to me. It it looks like it's it looks like what it is, which is mm-hmm. is it looks like it's a, like a a three gun competition stage that he's moving through, which is okay. I think is very much how they they scripted those scenes out, and and yeah. you can see that if you go back and watch like the videos of of Keanu Reeves doing like the train up at at Terran Tactical. Uh, at Terran Tactical, yeah, yeah. There, you know, and I mean, you you can watch, you know. They're like, hey, when you when you change magazines, you want to do it like this. You're taught these big, you know, kind of dumb motor motor functions mm-hmm. of how to do that. But it's a lot of it's over exaggerated, which comes a lot in competition competition shooting. They over exaggerate their movements because they're, you know, having a magazine not fall out of the gun the same, you know, quickly can cost them a second or yeah. two. Or whatever. So when I watch it, I see that kind of stuff, and I'm like, oh, you know, I still enjoy it. It's fun to yeah. watch, but it's not like to me. I'm like, man, I don't know that that's really how that happens in real life. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's all it, he 
you can tell he's been practicing and doing it mm-hmm. a lot, which I guess maybe a master assassin maybe would would look like that. But yeah. you know, I mean, the the reason you 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 train to your you train to your lowest ability because right. that's that's what you're going to be able to do in like a stressful situation. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah exactly. When so there's adrenaline you, and yeah. Exactly. When, when you're not able to think and you're just relying on, on muscle memory. Yeah. It's the same yeah. with like, they say it's the same with like pilots and anything else is just, you fall back to the the level of your training. Like you think yeah, you exactly. have all this, you think you're, you think you're going to have your prefrontal cortex, but in reality, all you've got is your, your lizard brain. <laughs> so. Yeah. And that's exactly it. That's exactly right. You gotta train your yeah. lizard brain to be better. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly right. Well, I, I I don't have much else to say about the born identity except that like watching it was a treat and it was nice and familiar and still held up. There's a couple of character motivations maybe that are a little bit, eh, but like for the most part, it's you sure. look at it and you go, not only was this, you know, not only did this sort of deserve is not only is this what the genre really kind of needed at this point, but like, this is just a good movie. Like, like Doug Lyman is, is directs the hell out of it. Matt Damon is great. Uh, Franca Patant, the, the, his, his companion, she's great. Um, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know, like the, the, the only flaw per se of Born Identity is that like the, the villain doesn't have that the antagonists don't really have enough like shape to them, but there's enough going on against him uh, trying to, you know, rediscover his identity and, you know, he doesn't well, even fully realize the danger he's in until like the midpoint of the film where he's like, not only am I, cause at a, at a certain point he thinks like he's like some kind of criminal and he knows he's like a dangerous person. And then it's like, okay, I'm like, I'm probably an assassin. And then he, and then he goes, okay, okay. I'm definitely an assassin. <laughs> right. And then he gets yeah. that memory back at killing the dude. Yeah. Yeah. Or well, well if not of almost killing the dude. Oh, right. Cause uh, yeah, he, he doesn't kill Wombosi. And so, and then, which is, then he, he gets shot while he's trying to flee the boat. Obviously clearly I need to get back and rewatch it, but, well, you know, but I think to, to your point about the villain, I think that's kind of one of the good parts of the movie too, is like in, in the bond movies, there's all like there's Blofeld or there's yeah. Goldfinger or there's, um, uh, whatever Javier, uh, yeah, Silva, yeah, Silva's, yeah, Silva, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. You know, there's always this very specific bad guy, and yes, there is like a an organization inspector or in um, you know, quantum or, or whatever yeah. the organization is, but there's always like a specific bad person right that's what i really like i did did like about the the born films and i don't know that i liked it at the time but a lot, looking yeah. back on it now i can appreciate it that it's not there's not like a singular bad person yeah. and arguably you could you could argue that nobody involved with hunting down born is is bad we're you know for most of the movie yeah. i think you're, you're looking at it from yeah yeah you're, you're looking at it from the perspective of born. Yeah. He was just like, oh, man, all, I don't know who I am or what I did, but all these people are trying to kill me. They must be bad. Yeah. 
and it, but if you look at it from the perspective of you know the antagonists of the movie, they're like, uh, we've got this dude that we trained we to do very specific he's a, things. A massive liability. We have yeah, to kill and, him. <laughs> he has not done those things, and you know who knows what he's out there doing. Not he like, be, like, we've relate. We've we've trained this person to be very skilled, but also very controllable. Yeah. And and the control is not there, and who knows what kind of havoc he could be wreaking just yeah, on at, his own, just because he wants to. At, at best, he's proof that we fucked up, and uh, like it begins as like, okay, he didn't complete the mission. Where is he? And then it's okay, we found him. Okay, um, yeah. I, I don't, they don't even they don't even realize he lost his memory in the first movie. Like that's not even something that they're aware of. They are just like, and he talks to them. He talks to them as if he knows them because he's trying to coax information out of them. He's, he, he knows he knows them, but he doesn't want to give away that he doesn't remember them. And like, it's a certain point it goes from like, we need born to come in to like, Oh, he's going to like expose us. (laughs) And and that's like the, like you're saying too, I think that you can, you can say that that's part of the, I guess you can say that's what makes them, that's the part that really does make them the bad guy is, is we don't want to get exposed. Yeah. But what you're saying too, though, kind of redeems them in that, in that they don't realize the entire situation. So everybody, and that's, that is also another very realistic piece of that movie too. I feel like is like everybody's working with fragmented information, trying to make, you know, the best decision they can in the moment. If they realize that he had amnesia, all they need to do is leave him alone and and everything's fine. Their program remains under wraps. Born gets to, no one has to die. (laughs) Right. Or just say, Hey, why don't you meet me here? And we'll, we'll tell you everything there is to know and then reprogram them again. You know, I mean, like, all of those are probably the better options, but none of them understand that there's a, in, uh, I'm watching Pennyworth. Okay. Yeah. 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 Really. I'm, I'm, I'm on the last season, uh, last episode of the first season, I think, but really good, really well done. Um, and, and that's another one where it's like, you know, there's all these just kind of like chaos actors, you know, like mm-hmm. everybody's, everybody's trying to, to accomplish their goals, but everybody's trying to do it with only a quarter of the information. And, uh, and, it's, and I didn't realize this when I started watching, but apparently it's supposed to be a prequel to both Gotham and V for Vendetta. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Huh. So it, when you realize that and you start like look, watching it from that perspective too, you're like, Oh my gosh, man, like, what are you doing? Oh no. You know, you can like start seeing, I guess the end effects of what, what he's doing that, that are to him 50, 60 years in the future mm-hmm. would be, I guess. Cause I think V for Vendetta takes place in like 2048 or something yeah, like that. Yeah. It's, it's like a dystopian, uh, right. Yeah. Future. And, and Pennyworth is set in the sixties. So and it's like, you know, it's <laughs> yeah. in England and it's, it's this alternate reality and, and, uh, and there's all these different political factions that are vying to try and take over England and, you know, all this different. They want to, you know, none of the queen's not really aware of any of it. And they both want to keep her in, in power. And so it's just it's it's interesting. Uh, but but 
Pennyworth is kind of stuck in the middle of it and he's making these decisions in the moment with limited information and then it's affecting you can see how like it's almost like his one decision would have prevented me from vendetta if he had just known you know had all the all the info if he had yeah. been able to predict the next step so it's cool from that perspective too well yeah That's a good show. I, you should watch it i, I, I like it. i like when when events of movies and tv are true to life like that where where it, it while progressing the plot and increasing conflict they also are true to human nature like people often just act without the full picture and so you can you can have things do two things at once where the plot's happening but we're also like continually commenting on you know the nature of of people and what the born identity does really well in that there is no singular antagonist is they are true to especially in the early, you know, the post nine 11, um, era of action filmmaking. It is a, it's a, is a healthy, uh, a healthy skepticism of, of the, of what the government is capable of and, yeah. and, and the bureaucracy of the government. Uh, the fact that no matter how many, how many movies, what's great about that from a franchise perspective is it's believable every time that some new asshole is in charge and needs to kill Jason Bourne. Um, because he's still a liability and he's like, I got, I got to keep kicking ass then because. Well, and, and it's, I mean, and, and yeah. And I think that is true. Like at some point you think, you know, we as just like a right, you know, Joe citizen mm-hmm. are like, okay, somebody's in charge. Somebody's making these decisions. Mm-hmm. What the Bourne movies do really well is it's like, yeah, you know, middle senior level bureaucrats are making the decisions right and yeah. not informing the bosses about yeah, their like, superiors yeah they're not you know all these people are as high as they can go in this in this in like their career without being confirmed by the senate right. and they're not right. they're not telling the people who are confirmed by the senate what's going on right for a very specific specifically so they can avoid having to go and tell yeah. Tell, you know, elected officials, we, we messed up. Yeah. Avoid accountability. Yeah. And that's, and when you look at like, you know, all these big intelligence failures and stuff, that's exactly how they happen. Right. You know, it's <laughs> not, I mean, like, it's not like the CIA director under Bush walked in and was like, my God, Mr. President, I've been talking to a man and there's, there's, he says there's nukes all over Iraq. You know, I mean, it was like, mm-hmm. Very you know, middle senior level bureaucrats that were like, oh, hey, George Tennant, uh, yeah, there's definitely WMDs in Iraq. And he's like, well, why? And they're like, oh, just a bunch of reports and stuff we've seen. And he's like, okay, all right. Well, I guess that's what I'll Sound, tell people. Sounds right you know, to it's me. Not like, yeah, it's not like <laughs> he was out like beating the bushes doing the actual intelligence work. You know? Right. Yeah. Well, and to close, I guess to bring it back to something we said earlier too about about the John Wick movies, like it's exactly the fall, the 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 idea of falling back on the level of your training. Like the reason Jason Bourne survives the early events of the film, as in, like I don't know, this feels something feels wrong about this. I don't know. Like before he realizes how much danger he's in, he stays out of peril because there's a level of training that's been embedded into him. To where he walks into yeah. like a, a crowded area and he just goes, no, 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 something's wrong. 
and he doesn't he doesn't know he's an assassin. He doesn't know that anyone cares who he is or would want him dead. He's just like, ah, you know. And then, so in that case, saved his life. Saved his life. Yeah, man. Yeah. yeah. And, a, and a lack of sharks in that ocean also saved his life because I'm surprised. <laughs> I guess it's because the storm was so bad. They were like, ah, nah. I don't know which coast of Africa he was also off of, but like the coasts of Africa are known for being like incredibly shark infested. Shark infested. Yeah. He was, let me see. I remember they, 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 they say, they say where he is at the beginning, like where he's like, well, he's in the Mediterranean. Oh, so he's like on the North coast of Africa. Yeah. Which is not as, not as now if he was off of like Cape town, I guess, I don't know. Forget about it. (laughs) Would have ripped his head off. That's me telling people I, I watched this on HBO max. So maybe it's still there by the time you're listening to this. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I enjoyed the born identity and I, people have for 20 years now. So, but if you never have, or if you did and you want to go enjoy it again, the HBO max. Pennyworth is also on HBO max. Yes, that's right. Pennyworth is on HBO max. So you can watch them both. 